love our late stage savages here. If you are a man over 40, you're doing your best to make your, your children upset at you. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. Like, you know daddy ain't shit. <laughs> Teach his girlfriend bad. We liked her. <laughs> we, we are a fan of you and your work. Welcome to the parlor, listeners. It's Two in a Bottle. I'm Brandon Harrison, chilling with my co-captain, co-pilot, and co-Nihilus Black Man. <laughs> Deej Dollars. What is wrong with the world this week? Everything. Or nothing? Or nothing. <laughs> nothing matters, yet everything matters. Uh, that's how I'm feeling, man. It's been a pretty eventful week. A little, I would say, in-depth, like a lot of like heavy events. You know, we try to come up with what we're going to talk about each week. We're like, man. She's fucked up. <laughs> And you know, beyond Trump news, right? You know, in, in the rest of the world, maybe it's just because we know more and news is faster, it spreads faster. That's that, what I keep trying to tell myself. It's the phones, it's the media, it's the constant flood. Yeah, because we're always you know thinking, oh, it's crazy. But like we've, I feel like the world lives in chaos, just like an organized chaos. Potentially, I can see that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's not much going on, but there have been world world wars in which tens of millions of people have died. Yeah, no, that hasn't quite happened yet. I know, you know what it is. Like, I'm not that smart, right? But I think about as you and you, you smart people, you know, on a on a parabola, on that exponential curve, as you get closer to zero. Hold on, are you saying a parabola? See, yeah, or a, a parabola? Uh, a pair of bolas. Yeah, I was about to say because <laughs> I'm par- thinking, talking about parabola. Thing. I'm not even talking about a parabola. I'm talking about a, 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 a bell curve, exponential curve as it approaches zero. There uh-huh. are infinite numbers there. Yeah, but yeah, there's an infinite set of numbers in between. Yeah, zero so and one. so yeah. as our world is getting smaller and there is like more closure and everyone is just existing with each other in a more interconnected world. We don't have the large scale fuck shit of world wars, but it doesn't matter because our minutia is becoming more and more prevalent and important. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was pretty, pretty, pretty intelligent. Of you. Yeah. Yeah. Try to put it together there. But there's good shit happening. Yes, there is. The NBA has solved the NBA <laughs> All-Star. <game. laughs> oh, we're like, yo, massacres, but uh, NBA. Yeah, we'll get back to the massacres. Oh, sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, news just came in boop, 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 over the wires. <laughs> DJ was high at the press release. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting that shit out like, yo. <laughs> Sent it to a couple of my friends and fam. You know, if you watch like the past few NBA All Star games, uh, they've been hot garbage. Um, you I know, think, I think it's a, a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire. A flaming trash can. Or um, and more. Uh, Portmanteau, just a, a waste of time. Oh, indeed. Just, you know, you're there. You're turning it on. You go, oh, you know, it's all their weekend. I'm going to watch the showcase. I'm going to watch the game. And then you get like three minutes in and like no one's back on defense and everybody's just passing and going up and forth. Layup, layup. You're like, eh. Alley-oop. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, last year, the whole best thing was the subplots. Like, is, is Russell going to pass the camera around? Are they going to talk? Are they gonna... <laughs> that was the whole drama. Uh, the, in the news invention machine, yes sure but the actual entertainment was was poor and i would venture to say that the best all-star game of all time is a toss-up toss-up and in my lifetime i don't get you know any oh has been pissed they've been a blur to me but 2003 slash 2001 do you remember those dj 
I'm sure I watched them, but wasn't I don't remember them. Oh one, Stefan Marbury and Allen Iverson lead the East, who was then also trash, back <laughs> from a massive deficit to actually win, and they actually tried. It was crazy. They I think I remember threes. that. I think I remember that. It was good. And O three overtime. Jordan hit the fadeaway in the corner. Ooh, I remember yeah. that. His old man Jordan, they're like, give it to him, and he still made it. He made it. That was fire. The overtime was mad anticlimactic, and it was long. That was fire. Good times. Last year, we had Russell, KD, melodrama. We had Stephen Curry fall on the floor to avoid a dunk. And that was it. And no one had a good time. And it was in New Orleans. It was just whack. Like, it got moved. Mm. It just was bad vibes. So the NBA has decided to follow the model of, I guess, hockey and the NFL. Yes. Where players will be selected by the fans and coaches and uh, also media. Apparently still, what, seven, eight, temper conference? Temper conference. Temper conference. And then after being selected, go out to the schoolyard. Play pickup. You play pickup. Two two captains. Based two captains. On most picks. I mean, most votes. So, so isn't it going to be like whoever's the European or Asian guy for on either team? That that is tough, but it's also mildly hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like when <laughs> with uh, who's who's the homie on on the Nuggets? Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. Nah. Or, or nah. Uh, KP. KP. KP is a kid that New York slash yeah. you know foreigner, but Lafayette is not like a big enough country. I feel like it's not. Like, I'm like yeah, I can just get the whole Eastern Bloc. But somebody like Zaza Pachulia I slide in there. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Don't let anybody uh, Chinese be raw. Like Jeremy Lin is a hot year. Brooklyn's you know surprising. No, it's, it's gonna be real in it there. So of course you're gonna see the Le- LeBron Steph Curry. That's why I think Ritz going. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they will manufacture it that. But I appreciate them, DJ. I'm not saying that. Why are you not saying that? Because I don't like that argument about the East and West. What is it not to like about that argument? It's that it's just it just happened. It happened, and it doesn't need to be fixed. <laughs> it it, but you know how long it's been this way, for quite some time. Sixteen, seventeen years. Yeah, there there are there are players about to go to the NBA that are. Younger than that. Well, it was like 16, 17 years before it, the other way, before that. You know, Magic Johnson was beaten in the, in the 80s in the in the West. You had what the Nuggets and the exactly Mavericks, maybe exactly the Rockets. It wasn't like the same. I mean, they're always it's always top heavy. I'm not. I'm not. Ebb and flow. I'm not. I'm not arguing that, but it, it's it's very apparent that the most desirable locales and the majority of the best run teams are in the western conference fair and the players know that so they go where their prospects are the best for them to make the most money and have the best chance at winning championship so there's no coincidence that the west has i mean really the west has what maybe what seven out of ten best players uh, I think so. I think it's pretty accurate. Um, I just threw that. Threw that I'm out thinking there, in my head. Yeah. I want to say it might be more than yeah, that. Like eight or nine. It's like LeBron ten. James, all the West, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. After that, you just kind of yeah. Who who's number two? Oh, Giannis. Is Giannis top ten yet? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I'm still I still need to be convinced by him. Yeah, you you don't you don't if you think about no. It. I know he's good. If you think good, about but, it though, and you like, is there ten players better than him? You like, nah. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. But, I mean, organizations and amenities and sort of just the the structure and culture of places, it, it does matter. 
and I could see how that balance was thrown off. And I appreciate the NBA being like, you know, all right, we want to make your viewing experience better. We listen to the fans. We are a good organization. Yeah, at least they're they're a progressive enough league to consider making these type of changes. Um, I can't see them choosing to do this if both conferences were a bit more even. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the All-Star Weekend. Will this convince you to watch? I mean, I always watch All-Star Weekend at, at some level. You know, not maybe not all of it, but at least some of it just because, I mean, and, and nothing else to do. It's <laughs> February. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, well, it's, it's always on Valentine's Day, by the way. So, if you don't want to have a, a nice romantic evening, watch All Star Weekend. Yeah, that's all you need. I probably still won't watch. <laughs> I mean, I understand. It's not that good. I, I think it's like an, an implicit admission by the players at this point that. But it's also for charity. It's for charity care. too. That doesn't mean I have to watch. Well, it means that maybe, possibly, they'll try a little bit. I don't even need them to try in that game. I need them to try. In the playoffs and then the regular season, that's fair. Um, but this this is pointing in a positive direction. I mean, it, we we know on a year to year basis the the NBA makes uh, incremental changes. They try things out in the D League, and apparently they were trying some things out in the WNBA. We didn't research uh, that, but I mean, know. I don't know. I don't worry about it. They tried out those logos on jerseys though in the hey, WNBA. Oh shit! Yeah, that that that's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming right well, now. Well, not right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Between. Yeah, I don't like the go- the gaudiness of the team jerseys. Now you have the big ass Nike logo, usually the company logo, and then the and then the rest of the jersey. It's yeah. doing a lot. Traditionalist. Not as well, more just for the aesthetic value of it. Um, well, they don't sell. They they can sell them without those. I believe like it's part of it. I believe the Swingman jerseys don't have the lo- have the company. And logo. you know what? What's up? If you really want to be really real. They they liquidating that Adidas stock, so you can get you a nice jersey. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that, but I remember. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm super team Nike. Yeah. Just growing up as a kid up to now. So when Nike, when the NBA went from having an assortment of um, manufacturing co- contracts, because it used to be low key, individual teams had different contracts. Right. It was like that was a while ago. And then I think the majority of them, if not all of them, went to Nike as a league. And then it went from Nike to Adidas. When it went to Adidas, nah, I'm not fucking with this shit. Oh. Any, any of it, son. I don't have any Adidas NBA gear. So I was actually a little excited when they went back to Nike. Just for the swoosh, I guess. But I've just been indoctrinated. Oh, everything from the swoosh. Yeah. But the swoosh is a little too big on the jerseys. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's a lot of influence with these organizations, man. They have a lot of power. They do. It looks like it's trickling down all the way down to the to the college. Ooh, segue. Ooh, you see that? Segue? That, that was a that was a that was an all star game alley. Yeah, slam it down. All right. Listen, man. The NBA progressive. The most progressive league we've got out there right now. I know Adam Silver said, Oh, you know, they this is in the rule book. They might have to stand for the anthem. I don't know. But you know, he ain't got to do shit. He just talking. I love uh, for y'all. I think uh J.R. Smith, like what did he say on Twitter? He was like, all right. Yeah, he's like, yeah, all right. That's, yeah, that's like. That was definitely a uh, classic. The Henny God, J.R. Smith, friend right. of the pod. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right. Progressive league, man, and I appreciate that. But then, on the flip side, you got... Draconian. <laughs> Draconian. Um, antebellum-style <laughs> leagues with... 
the NCAA chasing the NFL down the rabbit hole of white evil. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. Now, I'm sure all you guys are aware of kneeling and it means nothing. You kneel, you stand. We lock arms, we stand. We're going to show it on TV. We're not going to show it on TV. And it all means nothing. And it all has nothing to do with anything related to black people getting beat up by police. So all that is a mess. But if you look on the NCAA side, because I know you're all aware of players not getting paid. Now there's this weird sort of, I want to say virtue signaling court case <laughs> where the FBI has been investigating. They've been searching. They got their friggin' your tax, your taxpayer dollars at they're work. They're at work. Your dollars are working, and they're I guess to go into this apparently or Trump's pocket to get Chuck Person, my guy, <laughs> friend of the pod, former Indiana Pacer and Alabama great shooter, Chuck Person, assistant coach. Now I don't remember where at former assistant. <laughs> For, <Is he> still <laughs> recently an assistant coach at college i don't remember and now former assistant at college i don't remember that was at auburn right? auburn right yeah. i believe auburn not alabama i'm sorry but he's from alabama chuck person he and at least 10 other and probably many more probably hundreds probably uh how many d1 Every, <laughs> schools are there yeah. um are have been under investigation and there's even a chart how long has uh, UNC been under investigation? I don't like that was the whole thing. I completely forgot about that. that UNC <laughs> been under investigation by federal and slash NCA regulators, and it's just you know, all right, we're investigating you. And they, I remember they punished themselves. There was a thing where like they were like going these fake African American studies classes or something. Oh yeah, now um, that Rashad, that? Rashad McCants, he just comes all the way out about it and talks about the entire thing. Um, I don't remember if he no neck guy Rashad McCants. <laughs> I don't remember if he specifically throws anyone under the bus, but he does admit that there was a complete program for these players to just do these paper classes and uh, get an A just to play. And speaking of UNC, Roy Williams is stunned by the latest FBI investigation. Stupid stunned, <laughs> stone cold stunned, stone cold stunned, all the way to the ground. Sold it well, just like the Rock. Right. So we get a situation here where person and a number of other assistant coaches are arrested and obviously going to lose their jobs at this point. Mm-hmm. Friend of the pod, patron saint of the pod. Actually, I want to say he's a friend. Late, slick, slick Rick, late stage savage, <laughs> late stage savage. <laughs> we love our late stage savages here. If you are a man over forty, you're doing your best to make your your children upset at you <laughs> <laughs> multiple times. Multiple times, like you know, daddy ain't shit. <laughs> Teach his girlfriend bad And we liked her <laughs> <laughs> And we, we are a fan of you And your work Rick Pitino Rick Pitino Former Louisville coach Who In his defense Was like Listen I know y'all got me Caught out here In a restaurant You know I don't know I heard it was Not a hooker I thought it was hookers But it was like Somebody's wife Or something like Rick Pitino yeah, yeah no It wasn't a hooker No he Louisville Paid for hookers for prospective players. Yes, yes. Yeah. Shout out to Russ Smith. And they have parties in the in the in the dorm. Ah, yeah. And he also got caught like smashing somebody's wife in like a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. It's like Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, very consistent program. That's all that matters. Consistent program. Rick Pitino was out amid scandal. Now his name was not named. His assistants were not named. But they're awaiting, I guess. Yeah. The the other. The, Cavalcade of, of shoes have, have yet to drop. 
it looks like a number of other schools will be implicated. Indeed. Because uh, a few of these sneaker reps were to Nike. Let's get back. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to get back to. They were, uh, this, this one guy's gotten indicted, right, um, from Adidas. The like director of like something a major like, dude, yeah, like college, you know, um, of, of college interaction, you know, one of those titles. Somebody that speaks to the schools all the time. He had contacts with all of the major schools, even uh, recruits trying to get them to go to Adidas schools, paying people tens of thousands of dollars, um, prospective players tens of thousands of dollars to um, join the the Adidas programs because um, the best players. Um, they they publicize whatever they're wearing, right? If they dunking on you in the latest, right. you know, Adidas sneakers, that's gonna make the next players coming up want to get the get their Adidas sneakers in their, you know, YBOA and uh, AAU leagues or the other colleges. So, um, it's a it's a, it's a it's a repetitive process. Jim Gatto is the Adidas executive, senior Adidas executive, hundred thousand dollars to a family of player ten, a high, heavily recruited high school standout to steer him toward a particular college. And then they said they didn't say the university didn't report. What was his name? Player 10? Player Player 10. <laughs> that means there were nine other players before that. that at, at least. <laughs> that, that so, have different settings. Okay. This happened around last week when this thing initially started. And DJ texted me. We texted about it. And I was... Ultra ambivalent. Yeah. I don't. And I still don't. Right. Understand. I think you're principally ambivalent. I'm not ambivalent. Okay. I am confused <laughs> as to the legal, imp- not only legal importance, which we both know is not much, right. but the legality or illegality of what is happening mm-hmm. here. I was under the impression bribery was a crime that involved government officials you're bribing someone to perform something for you slash taking money from someone who is doing that hmm. i think i had raised that these were government employees to you right because they are at they, the colleges this colleges the are receiving coaches money. Or they're receiving money from the federal government yes so that may be an aspect too, or at least just the base justification for it. Um, as we both know, this is this. I mean, how many articles and, and, and news stories do we have to see to question the concept of amateurism in major right. college sports? So I can't contend with that. Um, but I mean, if you're looking at it in a black and white sense, yes, the shit is illegal, and these and these, you know, middlemen that. Um, play in the gray area are taking advantage of both sides. They're taking advantage of prospective players trying mm-hmm. to um, maneuver them to go to wherever school they want them to go to. They're taking advantage of the potential agents and, 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 and coaches um, in the, in the shadows. And, and when you have the opportunity to do that, there, there's a lot of room for nefarious things to, to happen. Right? Because I don't understand what's nefarious about it. I'm pretty sure that money under the table is reparations. If you get money under the table, that's why not? My services, well, as my have, services are athletics. Right. You want to pay me $100,000 to endorse slash come to your program. Right. I get there. 
I fulfilled my. Isn't that called work? I don't know. I'm confused. Right, but they're under the guise that they are student athletes. Not is that it day. though? Is it about a student athlete thing, or is it about something about they are supposed to be financial advisors and they're not allowed to do transactions like that? Or I don't think it's that. But okay. then, but but that's it. I don't know the full the full context. There's this thing about f- fiduciary responsibility in there that I was confused. That's like an accountant thing. Sorry, listeners. Well, even if they were, like, they, they don't make any money. So why so why does a college player need uh, a dean of financial advisor? What? Wait, what? Huh? Why, why would uh, a kid going from high school to University of Auburn need a financial advisor? Okay. This is a good point because you sort of touched on this earlier, and I didn't know if we were going to talk about it, but I want to talk about it now. Uh, reality star and second ball family son, third ball family son, What's the boy's name? Uh, Lamelo. Lamelo is yeah. just gonna drop out of school. Yeah, <laughs> and just prepare to become, I guess, an NBA player, Go right? To China or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Now, if he says that, right, and then I don't know because he's not in school, not involved in this basketball organization, and Adidas was like, "Yo, we're gonna just big up the big baller brand. We're gonna put in two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars." To you, and you'll just endorse us, and we'll put you know it'll be big ball brand be under Adidas, and here's his two hundred fifty thousand racks. Enjoy. Well, you know he wanted a billion, but but I don't oh yeah, track. Then, yeah, yeah, billion. Okay, sorry, I don't want to lowball you, yeah. Levar. Uh, yeah, Adidas just drops the cool billion. Boom, bam. Y'all part of the team. I don't understand. Was was is that that's okay? Yes, because he's operating outside of the NCAA and mm. college athletics. Uh, so this goes all back to white evil. Then yeah, it goes. You you could say that if you if you want to use that as the I do catch all term. I do listeners, <laughs> not seven. Don't use the catch all term. I don't agree with it. It is the, the the circumstance as is. There there are have been dozens of court cases pushed and appealed and stuck in the middle of court um, right now in the past and will be in the future that are slowly trying to chip at the quote unquote uh, amateur state. That um, NCAA players have to play in. Um, it doesn't make any sense. They're being taken advantage of. Everyone knows this, um, except for well, even even the you know people that run in NCAA and, and these college programs, they know. But they would give up the entire game if they admitted to it. So this is the thing that I find funny, and it's going to go into the whole thing about the shooting and all this stuff. Is that this system is so ingrained. And so vested, and people feel so, I guess, powerfully about the gratitude these players are supposed to feel about this whole situation. And there's a, a lot of money online. I mean, but yes. But that people are doing, like, this investigation is released, and they're like, yeah, we've arrested these people. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how it works. Right. <laughs> so right. They're like, oh, so you just found out what we do. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> But, you know, they are virtue signaling to... Who? I don't know what group of people I really don't yeah. know. I, 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 maybe to... Uh, I, I don't know. People, yeah, You're people, amateurs. Yeah. Sure. The, 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 the older idealist that and, and picture college yeah. sports is like some pure thing. Even even my guy, friend of the pod, Michael Beasley, <laughs> in a statement, like, yeah, like, I'm from... <laughs> he says, I'm from, you know, Maryland area and i went to kansas state <laughs> right like, and he's like oh nothing happened but you know 
People do that. How did Courtney Lee get out of Western Kentucky? He started just alluding to all these people that are you know, going to these random programs because that's how the game is played. But when it doesn't sit right with whoever, it just it doesn't make sense to me. And it just it just feels weird that if you're going to have a fucked up system, just let it be fucked up. <laughs> like you're already winning. You're already exploiting people. <laughs> but you got to exploit and sort of had the, this this vision of, I guess, that you're on the right side of it. And it's just weird. I guess they have to play defense in all directions. They have to play defense against the players that, that start to ask questions, um, their families or what have you, um, former players. They have to play defense against um, the middlemen that are playing in the gray, gray area of the sport in order to put on – a face of uh, you know purity and doing things the right way and so on, um, and have to defend the critics from the outside. Be like, no, this is amateur sports, right? We make billions of dollars. <laughs> um, the Ohio State sports program operates at like a hundred million dollar profit, <laughs> but it's college, but it, you know it's a college sport. It's ridiculous, man. I just I don't know. It's it's a tough week. I just get, I'm having a hard time dealing with it. Just like, you know, I've been saying white evil, but it's really white cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I say this with NFL all the time. If you're going to be a blood sport, just be a blood sport. If you're going to advocate for assault rifles. You said cognitive dissonance? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, that, that's on the nose. That's yeah, right. Yeah, if you're going to advocate for assault rifles, just be like, yo. People could get shot the fuck up out here. Like, well, that's what um, Bill O'Reilly said. He did. Yeah, he, he, just, he put it out there. He's like, "Listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get a TV show." This, again. What, this is what he said. Son. <laughs> it's the price of freedom. That shit is fucking crazy. So, if one of my family members have been killed in Las Vegas, and he said that shit. I don't know what I would do. You did. I'm yeah, pretty sure I would, run up. <laughs> I, I, I might be a little impulsive. That's, that's all I'm saying. Might have to pay. Might have to pay a price of freedom. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know, your your freedom is other people's lives, apparently. It's just weird. So, if you're all aware of the Las Vegas shooting, I'm sure you have the worst shooting to date. Which as sucks. of as of this week, as of uh, uh, what today was is it? Eight p.m. Tuesday, October third, eight thirty-one p.m. And the response, because we don't, I don't want to talk about what happened. Rest in peace to all the people that suffered and people that were injured. And just people that have to deal with the, the terror of the situation. But the reaction and the cognitive dissonance that happens once again every single time, it's just, it's crazy. Like, what is it going to take for gun control to exist? Now, you have the guy, my man in the in the band, who gets on social media and changes his whole Response: One of the, I guess the guitarist. I forget his name. I had his name up. It's not really relevant. It's not. It's not relevant. We don't name you on the podcast. He changes his whole stance. He writes a big long post about all the people that were injured. I never seen anything like this before, and I'm changing my stance about gun control today because I saw someone get shot, and I was there, and it affected me. Yeah, it's crazy. But even with that level, even with somebody who can change their mind, you got. Fucking Steve Scalise. <laughs> Who was shot? Who was shot? Was shot. Gunned down. In a baseball game. You know, just you know, a casual thing. Says it fortifies his vision about the Second Amendment. 
It's crazy, man. Uh, it, 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 just like anything with with the, with the larger uh, political conversation, it's a confluence of a number of things, um, particularly driven from the from the from the right wing, obviously. So, in the furthest reaches of the right wing, you have these conspiracies that the government is waiting to take over the country with martial rule right, or in the very least Cuba. in the very least to take all your guns and to um subject you on, and, and take away your freedoms um so that's like the worst version of it um let's say like they're they're trying to remove the sport or to to, to summarize the, the you know just to infringe on your your second amendment rights right um but what's odd is there was a, I believe it went all the way up to the Supreme Court along like quite some time ago. And essentially there was a Supreme Court ruling that changed the interpret the public interpretation yes, of the Second Amendment. From the idea that it was about malicious, malicious to yeah. personal protection, right? Right. So prior to that, it, everyone, not Shots everyone. NRA. But, mm-hmm. Right. So a ton of people didn't have guns after that. Now you have a ton of people with guns. The, the U.S. has fifty, like fifty percent of the personal guns, personally owned guns in the world, and we only have four percent of the world's population. Now, with that, you got to remember that the NRA, I guess, pulled their ads now for like they, eight days. <laughs> that, that that's always the the convenient uh, conservative political tactic as well. Whenever something happens that uh, flies in the face of a normal conservative. Uh, point of view or um they go dark for a moment um say you know thoughts and prayers or whatever bs and then keep it pushing right so it was actually surprising to see a couple people like your uh, bill o'reilly or you said steve scalise who was shot say you know this is some type of like to use this as some type of defense for the second amendment um yeah and it it does boggle the mind right I, i if we are going to have the Second Amendment as it's interpreted now, then yeah, there has to be. I mean, just a reasonable person would say there has to be a little bit more of a of a, of, a, of a handle on on who and who owns what Assault, and how much of what. Weapons, yeah, AR fifteens, uh, mad gun, like multiple guns. They they're voting on. Uh, this week, I believe, easing restrictions on silencers and and armor pier- armor piercing bullets, like that shit could be easily used against you know your favorite police officer. Exactly. So I don't know, but, but it seems like this will continually happen. I, I, I as we said before, with a lot of these kind of like very very entrenched right wing type of issues. I, I I always say like it's gonna take somebody from that kind of side or that milieu of of people of like you know middle American white white guy to come on Taylor Swift I need you to rise up I think it has to be a guy with this one right this one is the dynasty nigga the, the dynasty guy nah he's a, that's the thing about this I feel like when we're talking about who was gonna be I don't know if there is a male person that is respected enough in those circles that won't instantly become like a cuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're you're trying to stand up? No, no, you're a cuck now. Like, I don't think it, it'll work. It's just too boneheaded, like over there on that side. I really, really do wish there was a public forum, even if it was on a cable channel or something like that, to get respectable, 
representatives of multiple points of view. There doesn't have to be like the fringes or anything like that, right. but to really like talk through shit, not yelling at each other, also not having eight million people on the stage. But you know, something like that's for your average quote unquote average American that doesn't supposedly doesn't follow news and politics that much to really understand the issues because everybody just drives to their corners when shit like this happens. So, you know, we always have these talks of gun control and on the other hand you have these people that shit gun stocks rose today. Shh, gotta be on it, man. Anytime something terrible happens in America, check that stock ticker. Get it. <laughs> gotta gotta Go get it. the guns. Right? Uh there was a large there was a large rush to buy guns when Obama was elected and exactly. after and after every major uh shooting, um gun stocks and purchases skyrocketed. Um because there's something yeah. about the idea that if there's a shooter I don't know, having a ridiculous shootout is this Yeah, <laughs> this this weird uh it's gonna solve it like Yeah, this weird hero <laughs> complex that we I guess that like quote unquote Americans. Like everyone's gonna start bucket and then like yeah, in all and directions. Over. That shit didn't happen in Las Vegas, right? So No. I'm so He planned it out ridiculously if you read. Yeah. Yeah. He had it all planned out. He had cameras, he was up away shooting down at the yeah, event. It was wild. So it would there would be no shootout. Yeah, It'd be you, you were, they were sitting ducks. Like, like, literally. Um, but you compare that to here, right? Um, you know, we're, we're more liberal. We're in a very liberal bubble. But, like, nobody has guns in New York City. If you do, this shit is illegal. Or you are working law enforcement somehow. Mm-hmm. Or security. And for what it's worth per capita, gun violence is very, very low. Um, except for maybe a couple of neighborhoods, which is unfortunate. Right. But overall, like, people don't get shot like that, like. If you see or know somebody with a gun up here, you like, damn, you got a gun? That's what happened to Raymond Felton, right? Raymond Felton came from down south. south. (laughs) No, I just, you know, I do that. Like, no. Threaten my girlfriend with a gun. You can't (laughs) can't do that here. Yeah. You can't have a gun up here, man. So, I mean, there's a middle ground. Um, It seems like people are just adding this to It's funny, though. It's like religion, but when people talk about it, it's like, there's a middle ground, but like, we're way on the other right, side of that's it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like we're not even at that. And they're not willing to. They're not really willing to give it up. So yeah, what you said was there, like, what would it take? I don't know, so mm-hmm. I guess I, I, be, I don't know. I, I don't thought know. you know. I thought that the dude, the Somali cop, was gonna be it. <laughs> she was an American. That's what it was. She, she wasn't American. She was Australian. Right? You talking about the guy that killed the lady? Yeah. yeah but he was a cop too, though. So mm. that that wouldn't have really changed anything. He's an much. affirmative action pick. Okay. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the the the, the right wing definitely they control the basic pillars of 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 that ideology and what gets talked out on talk radio and Fox News and shit. So. It's very hard to break that. You know what I mean? Like if they're really pushing hard, like, no, you can't give up anything regarding your guns. Not even not even a background check, not even limits on how many guns or bullets you can buy. Right. It's hard to really push against that, son, until maybe you see some larger demographic change. But even that would be difficult. I don't think America is making, man. Can we can we can we get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. Wheels up. Wheels up. Yeah. We're going international, y'all. Shh. That was not a good sound effect. Maybe you can plug that in. <laughs> the sound of a jet taking off. Listen, we're very learned. We like to read. We like to discuss what's going on in the world. So sometimes we'll take a step outside of these borders. We get a passport stamp. Pow. DJ was popping in the world. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. In Spain. F-Pyana. 
Espana. With the lisp. With the lisp. Shout out if you know about that. Yeah. Um, the province? Is it a province? Autonomous region. The autonomous region of Catalonia is trying to fully formally exit Spain. And it's getting brazy. And it's getting pretty lit. Indeed. Um, hundreds of people have been hurt after they... Uh, I guess on their own, like whim, like against the wishes of the larger Spanish government. Right. Um, decided to have a referendum. So this is like all that shit talk that California does or like New York. Yeah. Or happens. They, but they're like, fuck it. We, we just going to do it. Yeah. And if everybody says, yeah, do something. And they had a referendum to, to uh, for lack of a better word, secede from, from Spain. And the Spanish government was like, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> we sent it in the military. And they did. And they were like confiscating ballots and beating people the fuck down. Yeah. Barcelona had a game that day, the, the legendary soccer team. Right. No one was in the stadium. Lionel Messi still scored and gave him got an assist. Oh, good. Yeah, it's like I mean, he's a living legend. You know what so, sucks, man? Barcelona's popping. I've been there. Have you been? No, I haven't made my way to this by Is 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 very dope. I've heard great things. Barcelona is, is a beautiful city. It's really, it's really awesome. It's, it's a jewel. So, um, gave us the Gasols. Gave us the Gasols. Are they from Barcelona? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're from over there. From they're from Catalonia. I, I mean, think. oh, but they're from Catalonia, right? Yeah. Like Barcelona is one city in in it, but like it's the main city, right? So they've called for the end of violence. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think I was just thinking about it from like a historical perspective. Like we don't really zoom out and really think. How we're living through certain shit at times, but when was the last time like you you heard of something like this happening? Like it's funny, like you talking about real civil dis- unrest and yeah. violence. I don't know. In America, I think the issue is that we're divided by other things, and like we don't really have political strife. We have like all these other things masked, masking the real political strife, mm-hmm. which allows like corporations people to divide us. And somewhere like that, it's like, wow, we are a, a four or five hundred year old entity. Like, we all, speak another language. We speak another language. Like, Spain came together from a, a number of kingdoms. You're talking about Catalonia, Aragon, mm-hmm. Castile, Castile, and once upon a time, Portugal. Before I was like, nah, we Portugal. Yeah, right. yeah. So they all came together, you know, took over the world. Everybody speaks Spanish now over here. Great. But in this corner of Spain is like, yo. We, we 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 Catalonia. We we trying to leave, and we 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 just not feeling it. We we want to have our own language with more Z's in it. I don't I don't like really get what it is. It's like a mix of uh, Spanish and Italian. Yeah, right. So they do speak Spanish, but uh, Catalan, the language of Catalonia, is uh, the the native tongue. Indeed, but like we don't have that over here to that extent because. Everybody speaks the same language. Number one, everybody speaks the same <laughs> language. If you don't speak the same language, you are a massive minority. Or if you're black, you'll just get subjugated. Yeah. That's the biggest joke in America. There's going to be a race war. <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, no, it won't. It is, uh, you know, we'll get all black people somewhere. I could see this happening, though. I do have a scenario. Well, okay. It's all actually right. pretty plausible. If these geographically determined political disadvantages continue for like like you know like distinctly continue for the near future 
as in, you know, Hillary Clinton wins the presidency by three million votes, loses in the Electoral College. Um, Democrats win like fifty-two percent of the votes across. And don't get any power. Then yeah, and get you know they don't have the majority of senators, don't have the majority of House representatives. If that continues, I know at least me. I'm like, like what? I'm not feeling really represented right. in the country, right? Uh, okay, okay, all right, all right. So you think you see the leaders going? will do these things? I, I think the governors of the states, yeah, can't. It, it takes a bit of belligerence because there are laws, you know, obviously in constitutions forbidding such a thing. But at a certain point, like who's to say California, who has we're like the seventh or even larger than that, the seventh largest economy in the world. He'd be right. like, like, fuck y'all. Like, we're just going to leave. Yeah. Like, you don't listen to us. So right. why, why continue? We have two senators. Idaho has, Idaho has two senators. <laughs> so it's why like, do we continue? Like, Oakland should have two senators. Why do go? Like, what the fuck? Like, shit. Right here where we are should have a senator. If Idaho is going to have a senator. Right. So if that continues, if we don't, and then there's this level of, uh, political stagnance um, based on, like you said, the corporations and, and uh, very partisan ideologies. I could see that happening. I mean, the referendum is one thing. Right. You, and that's and it's been relatively peaceful. Mm-hmm. I would say I don't know everything about it, but. Is it on Catalonia? Yeah. No, it was, it was very violent. The, at least the referendum day. But I'm saying on the side of the people trying to separate them them being violent back that's what you're saying yeah fighting back oh no i don't think okay. so as of yet because no. it only gets to be real when you know the side is trying to leave you know picks up the yeah i don't think they were able to stick. yeah i don't think they were able to mobilize the military so um i guess their best plan of action and this is what they've been doing for a while this the latest step was to have the referendum but just to be a fucking pain in the ass right. and complain and build your case continually try to make some type of agreement to to finally maybe spain is just like all right well go ahead and it's funny because in a similar situation you have scotland who they both actually voted to have um increased powers from the devolved powers that they had previously i want to say catalonia got theirs in 20 2008 or 2010 but Mm -hmm. it only really spurred on more independence fervor Right. And I mean, as an American, especially as a black American, it's kind of funny always talking about geopolitics and ethnicity involved in that. You know, I can't really under- understand or feel that same like, oh, we're Catalan, man. Like, <laughs> you know, we're not part of this entity. It's like, it's like, y'all like the size of Texas. Why are y'all like pressed over in my head? But they have that feeling. There's eight million of them and yeah. they want their independence as is something small as Scotland. So. It's really interesting to see what's going to happen because they're looking, considering they don't have any real force or army for the EU as an outside entity mm-hmm. to support them slash acknowledge their existence, considering their referendum. So it's going to be some drama. If if the past what hundreds of years have, have, have given shown any sign, yes, there will be continued drama. So we'll see. We'll see. Are um, you going over to Europe anytime soon? I'm actually trying to. Not skip Europe, but I've been there a number of times, so I'm trying to hit a couple places. Got to go to the motherland. Flex on Oh, I mean, it does matter. Sometimes I had a friend who was like, yeah, I haven't been in Europe, but you know, I had to go to Africa first. And you're like, damn, I respect you. I'm, I'm like, that, that's one of those like <laughs> humble brags. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, 
Oh, you ain't go to the Africa first? Oh, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Definitely. <laughs> Side man. eye. Yeah, man. It's interesting, though. I, so, considering everything that happened, have you had a good week? Any positives? Up, like, for, for this calendar week? Yeah, this past week, you know, doing good things. Um. So, it was my birthday last week. Oh, shout out. Shout out to all the September babies and Libras out there. Indeed. You. I. Came to karaoke with me. I came through. Came through. Had to show love. Living life. Another year of greatness. I'm happy you were able to keep up with me in terms of knowing a ton of lyrics. Well, like, you know, karaoke is all about involvement and participation. Just go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it and read. <laughs> like, don't try to act like you don't know how people be like, yo, what's going on? Yo, just, just, you know. Nah, you ain't seen me. I did. I did. Um, Forgot about Drake the whole, t- whole song without looking. No, nah, I didn't know you didn't look, but I did know that it was like, it's it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a classic. Choke you down for the Charles and Chew. Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. Yeah, man. So, yeah, shout out to DJ, y'all. Send in the, you know, happy birthday DJ requests, listeners. <laughs> All couple hundred of you. It was cool. I had a good weekend. How about you? I did stand up comedy, DJ. Oh, you did? Is that why you did this? <sighs> it's okay. Yo, people are so shitty. Like people ask you a question, waiting for it to come back. Yeah, I'm like, a bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm no, selfish. I mean it's, it's just a it's a very it's a very human thing to do. It's like nah, I'm just waiting for them to ask. Nah, me. man, I'm trying to get these segways popping, man. Good. Yeah, man. Growth, you know, but do you know why? Why? Because I got inspired. Really? Yes. Oh what? Def Jam 25. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. You did. It was on, on Netflix. Indeed, it was on Netflix. Netflix yeah, man. All the comedy, even comedy from 25 years ago. Yeah, that shit brought me back, man. That shit, like, <clears throat> that's actually something I forgot that was about, I, I forgot that how int- integral it was to my life. Interesting. And to me and my cousins growing up. We sneak off and see, like, oh, shit. Not even sneaking that? off. I mean, my family was cool like that. I don't know if shit really worked out for the best. I mean, everybody seems to be in a pretty good position, but... <laughs> We were pretty young watching Def Jam Comedy and Comic View and right. all the Chris Rock specials and whatnot. Um, yeah, at a relatively young age. And so just watching it, because you know, they did the clips showing you yeah. know, compilations of, 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 of the older episodes. I was like, damn, son, this shit used to really be fire. Like, this, that's what really put Martin yeah, on the map. Like, definitely. What do you think? Nah, it just felt weird. Like, like... <laughs> Seen a lot of these old people. Like number one, I was like, "Yo, yo, mm-hmm. yo!" There's so and so. There's Bruce, Bruce. Oh snap! Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. But like a lot of these comedians, even like uh, what's her name, Adele Gibbons, like man, yeah, she got gums. <laughs> yo, is that? I know, but it's just like see all these people. Like, oh, I'm glad they're still doing well. Because honestly, I was like, is Martin sick? I, I know. Yo. And even when he, he comes off very timid now. He's like know. weird and like, I don't know if something's wrong with him or like yeah. he can't like speak for a certain amount of time. <laughs> amount of time. But, but he was just doing He was touring that, too. He was just doing movies not too long ago. And like, he, was, he, was, he was touring um, a couple months even ago. All, even all jokes aside, Martin is only 52. Right. He's not that old. So, like, if something's wrong with him, then, like, I don't know. But it had me a little concerned. I don't know. We got to check Wikipedia. Get, get the real, out, check out, get check the real Martin, facts y'all. on these. Get the Wikipedia facts. But uh, it, it was a great place to see all of the comedians over this past, you know, era of comedy come together and, you know, represent for something that 
really brought a lot of black people into comedy. You kind of forget about the cultural importance of things yeah. during that era. Considering, I kind of feel like the black comedian is usually like the hottest comedian in the world for the past twenty five years. Whoever's the top black dude. When it comes Chris to Rock. when it comes to the yes, arts, Murphy, yeah. When it comes to the arts, usually the the best black dude is is, is the best. You had the mantle. I would say Eddie, Chris Rock, Dave, and I would even say and people. Kevin you know, Hart lately. There was two minutes in there. Cat Williams. Cat Williams. He had it. He Cat had Williams. it. He had it before he so got beat up. <laughs> he had like that that little Wayne hot streak. I think that's the perfect analogy, yo. Like he had that moment where he was just like killed his man, shit. Yeah, it was like, damn, Cat Williams is fire. Ah, man, you know, he's that hustling, hustling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hustling show he came out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember like, that shit. He, he had his moment. And like Kevin Hart, you know, just raining. <laughs> just doing Yeah, just. All hard work and star power. It's not even like he's the most talented, at least to me. But just Tim Duncan in it, just, <laughs> just just going, just consistent, son. So yeah, it seemed, and everybody came through there too. It's not everybody, like literally, every, literally everyone. So this is the fact that you have like on stage, you have Dave Chappelle, who once was a recluse. Right, came back onto like I do what I want type stuff. Right, but it's like yo, I'm still gonna come through the depth of twenty five. Still gonna come through. Had, yeah, like it felt Steve Harvey. Too. I got 18 shows and right. even made fun of himself about yeah, it. It was like, yeah. yo, I'm still gonna come through, smoke a cigar, and be this like wild Uncle Niggerish. <laughs> right. And it was just like, yo, this is an awesome place to see all these people. And even when I locked it, watched the comedy, the clips, it threw me back, like, yo, this almost feels like a caricature at this point. Yeah, there definitely was a style to it. Um, that very raucous, raw, profane overt style um that was endemic to to a lot of the the, the stand-ups that went on it but that seemed like that that was the requisite for you to get up on that stage like you you had to be abrasive like that or the crowd would probably eat you alive anyway so yo the crowd felt like um like an nba 2k simulated crowd <laughs> it's like it's like joke ah! yeah. and then the same eight guys run and fall down and get back up for the fun like, yeah. like, really like, it definitely had a lot of drinks in them for sure yo man that's one thing if you guys aren't too big into the world of comedy is that everybody's drunk yeah. like that's the one thing you like you <laughs> gotta remember like it's like yo that wasn't that funny but if you're there you come in and you're like oh yo you gotta buy two drinks like what do you mean i buy two you gotta drinks? buy two drinks <laughs> like, yeah. just, you gotta you gotta get sauced yeah, up yeah like, you gotta loosen up yeah and laughing is contagious right it is like you don't want to be the uptight guy like you know relax and listen to the jokes so who was the main i guess non-superstar comic you're like yo shout out to that guy the main non-superstar who was up there Damn, when you said like superstar, that like, I guess like I'm trying to figure out what that connotes. Because I I forgot Dale Hughley was on there. I was like, yeah, Dale Hughley has never been funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't, he's, I yeah, I mean, funny. he's yeah, his his he's funny. I've laughed at his stuff, but yeah, I don't quite think. But he's I do like, respect his aesthetic. It's like you know, I'm that cool like old black nigga that's like you know. I know stuff. I'm smart. It's like, it's like, are you? I don't know. Like, just like <laughs> he was like, this is gonna be my persona. I'm going for it. I'm gonna get me a CNN show. Right. Uh, I got twists. Right. Deal with it. Right. Exactly. I, yeah. He's he's definitely gone through a couple permutations to his career that I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah, because he does have a talk show or something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Yeah, usually. Shout out to him. I used to watch a show though. Good show. 
The Hughleys. Yeah, the Hughleys. Good show. Okay, can't, can't fade it. <laughs> Watch it, and you're like, yo, this is how things look like. Look at his suit. Like, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not, maybe not him, but I used like, um, that was on the Michael Collier. Michael Collier, that's a throwback. I think it was man. funny. Earthquake. Earthquake. Wow, funny. So. And they were, he was in a crowd too. Yeah, he was, there, like, so. <laughs> he was there. Still alive, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Bellamy was there, right? Bill Bellamy. Still looking like old nigga trying to hang on, trying yeah. to talk to talk to the <laughs> talk to the girls in the love out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Bill, stop it. <laughs> yeah, Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy. Like that's somebody. He's like, dang, I haven't thought about Bill Bellamy in a long time, man. And he had like a run too. He's like, yo, yeah, he was yeah, in movies, run. everything. You yeah, know? Fast Lane. Remember Fast Lane? <laughs> Is that, like, is that like some kind of shitty action movie? It was a, it was a shitty TV show. Oh, man, <laughs> no. Yeah, did it, did it, though. I gotta do some Google on that one, man, because it was definitely like, and they did the whole, I guess, retrospective on the uh, Kings of Comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because of Bernie Mac. It's like, man, that's somebody that I definitely be like, man, miss this guy, man. Classic. Yeah, they, they, I knew they were going to set aside the time to, to spotlight him because. Yeah, there's there's really hasn't been any other comedians like him since. Like, that nigga's just on the planet by himself. Like, just a different type of comedian. It's definitely a, a change in time. They picked a lot of the clips, and you're like, oh, that's funny, uh, but it was like, yo, shit's wild problematic now. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I, I wish you we could like lavish up a certain way. I was like, dang, like I don't know, like can I laugh with that? I don't know. So. I could appreciate it just for the retro feel and just because it was so different, right? Um like like what is what is what is Def Jam what is Def Jam comedy now? Like, like what would that be? As a brand oh oh like now? what would what would the style and subject matter be? I don't know. Like I think about that, it feels weird like over time and then maybe it's me, maybe it's like life and changing like and I say this as a joke and it might be messed up, maybe a lot of vine people Maybe be a lot of like Twitter people, but also mm. I don't really know what niggas are doing. <laughs> so I feel like that is like where I guess the comedy has gone, and I don't know how polished it is, but I yeah. think it'd still be good. It was the reason that that institution was so crucial is because they really did aggregate, like like we were just saying, literally every comedian right. that was worth it. So there aren't that many avenues out, um, like. For television, um, at that time, as as, as yeah, as as that was. Um, besides, like you said, wilding out or these quick type of jokes type of things, I'm not as keen to it as well. But I feel like if something were to cross over or be on one of these major stream streaming services, like we, I would we would have picked up on it. Because you know it. who was there and who tried it. Oh, did, Bill Bellamy? No, but Diddy, whenever he tried Bad Boys of Comedy. Oh yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was a little flat. Yeah, it just didn't. He, he, but he, I'm not sure. I remember watching an episode or two and it just seemed like a rehash of it. So he may not have really innovated on the, on the format and model, um, to really keep it up with the times. Um, I think that the, the personalities nowadays, if they were just like people from the street, it would be, they would not be as gregarious and like, Streetwise friendly as as they were, so you would. I, I think it would be more Neat. like drug out, drug addict type dudes, 
Or at least got jokes about doing drugs. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, you know, Zandy jokes. (laughs) Yeah, or jokes about how social media is is destroying their life. Or, you know, like some dealing with girl issues. Scumbag girl stuff. Like, you know, running off on your second family. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, those are the type of zeitgeisty things that I think would kind of shine through. Um, Back then they had fucking, you know, Rodney King and... (laughs) Michael yeah. Jackson jokes. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, Michael Jackson jokes being like a classic. Like, mm. those are like, oh, man, that was just easy money for everybody to lay up. Yeah. But I will say this. Can I get some shouts? Shouts. Shouts Eddie Griffin. Shouts Chris Tucker. Shouts to Michael Collier, like you said. Shouts to this guy who I can't see his face. I don't know who that is. Oh, shit. Oh. Earthquake. All these people. Talent who I actually saw. And, and what's that place you're always marking on like the radio? Caroline. Caroline. It's like, Dad, you still out here doing comedy. So it was a good experience, man. I I I, I enjoyed it. It's good, man. It's it's, it's a real artist medium. Um, I know you and I have been always interested, and in, obviously you said you did. You got inspired and did an open mic. Um, that's not my forte, so props to you. But I've always really respected it and listened to a bunch of different po- comedy podcasts or read stuff or watch stand-ups because it's a real art to it like these people really put their heart and soul into that shit so and you could make you could definitely make a career on it a career about it it's just hard yeah but it's hard it takes a very long time you make meager pay uh, for a very long time and you may never pop so it's really like if you enjoy it or not like if you really live for it or not you can watch uh if you want if you want the the twitter like tweet like version of it, you could just watch a, a P Home show. What's it called? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. crashing, crashing, and and you will see like the trials and tribulations that I become a comic will go through. Keys, don't quit your job. <laughs> don't quit your day job. Or actually, you may need to in order to prep. Like I'm not sure what Seinfeld will tell you, but no, nah, you gotta have a day job. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's been a good week. Got anything else? News notes? I feel like we yucked it up. Went around the world. Came back. Talk hoop. Talk laughs. Ah right, man, we're good. Okay, dope. We'll keep listening to people. We got guests coming. We're trying to make it happen in the next couple of weeks. Lining it up. Indeed, trying to line it up. We're pushing our way towards 100. Maybe make some changes. May not. I don't know. But the pot is keep, it's going. It's going because this is our, this is our passion. So it's going to keep being hot. We're going to look back on this, right, for the, the retrospective in, you know, 20 years. It's a good time capsule. It's definitely a good time capsule. I think we, we were holding for the episode 100 to, to kind of recap, but... That's one of the bullet points. It's a oh, good time. I'll remember that. So, yeah. Keep listening, y'all. We'll be back next week. Um, find us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes podcast app. And uh, if you're in Brooklyn, uh, Brick, Brick Radio. So, thank you for listening once again. And we'll be back, y'all. Two. Two. <laughs>